Welcome to the Hello Therapy podcast with me, consultant clinical psychologist, Dr. Liz White. If you want to understand your emotional world better and are curious about therapy, this is the podcast for you. I am taking my 20 years experience in mental health to bring you evidence-based psychological knowledge and ideas that you can use to help you navigate life's many challenges. Each week I will focus on a different mental health struggle as well as answering typical questions I get asked about all things therapy related. My hope is that as you listen, you will start to feel less alone and more empowered to try some of the tips, techniques and strategies that can help you feel better and live the life you always imagined for yourself. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you for being here. Today I am talking about how to reduce social comparison. So you know that thing that we all do where we compare ourselves and our lives to other people. But if you have noticed that comparing in this way isn't doing your self-esteem any favours, stick with me today as I'll be sharing my top tips and psychological tools and strategies right from my therapy room. So things that I share with clients that actually help you stop comparing and help your self-esteem in the process. So let's dive in. So the first thing to make super clear about comparing yourself to other people is this. We all do it. It is a natural human thing to do. In fact, some social scientists say that it is a fundamental human need. And I think it's easy to see why they say that because it can be really helpful, can't it? It can help us get valuable information about how we're doing in life. It reduces uncertainty for us. If we compare upwards, i.e. to someone who we perceive as being better than us, it can actually help us uh, feel more motivated to sort of push harder and do better and reach our goals. And it can be quite inspiring in that way. And equally, if we compare downwards, i.e. we compare to a person that we perceive isn't doing as well as us, that can actually provide us with a bit of a boost to our self-esteem and helps us celebrate our achievements. But there is a flip side to comparison. So when we compare a lot, it can damage how we feel about ourselves. It can contribute to negative thinking about ourselves and lowers our self-esteem and can lower our mood in general, perhaps even leading us to conclude that we're not good enough, we're inadequate, we're unworthy compared to other people. And when it's like that, it is really unhelpful. Now, if this is sounding familiar to you, all is not lost. There are lots of things that you can do to reduce comparison and in doing so, improve your self-esteem and your mental health in general. And today I'm going to take you through seven strategies that you can try. And the other thing to say about this week's episode is that, again, I have a free worksheet. It's a worksheet that talks you through your comparison habit. So it just helps you identify what your comparison habit is, what it looks like. And it's just useful in 
giving you information about yourself and learning about yourself. So the first strategy I want to talk about is this. It's about recognising that comparing is a habit like any other habit and that you have developed this habit over your lifetime. So it isn't your fault. So think back to your school days. We become very aware early on that our grades are the same or similar or different to other people's. There is a sense of competition in our education system that develops very, very quickly. And, you know, all the way through our education, we are assessed against others, aren't we? So then you add in the huge growth in social media over the last few years. And Gen Zs and to some extent millennials have grown up with social media and the ability to see other people's lives in a split second. And this constantly invites the opportunity to compare. And not only that, nowadays we compare ourselves to celebrities who, let's face it, have endless amounts of money or influencers who actually get paid to present their lives in a curated, idealistic way. Now, when we identify something as a habit and we're honest with ourselves about its impact on our self-esteem and our mental health, we are in a much better position to change it. So here's a practical tip to get you started. Note down how many times you compare yourself to other people throughout your day. And you may just be surprised by the number. So next up is know the why. Let me ask you this. Do you know why you compare yourself to others apart from growing up in a society and culture that invites it? Maybe it is to better yourself, you know, to push yourself forward, like I said, to fit in, perhaps because everyone else does it. Is it to reduce uncertainty about yourself or your situation or your your life situation at the moment? Or is it to punish or criticise yourself? Here's my tip with this. Each time you compare yourself to someone else, just note down what the comparison was. So was it around lifestyle? Was it around body image or appearance? Or maybe it was around career or study? And over time, you will see a theme that will help you identify why social comparison is habitual for you. The third strategy is catch the comparison. So comparing yourself to others is not only a habit, but a habit that has become automatic. You probably don't realise that you're doing it. So a key way to break the habit is to bring awareness every single time you do it. So essentially, you are catching the comparison in real time as it's happening. And this won't be easy initially. And you may find that you only realise that you've compared yourself to someone after you've done it. And that's okay. That's to be expected. Think of this as a new skill that you're learning. And new skills take time to master, don't they? But what does this look like in real life? Well, here are some ideas on how you can catch that comparison thought. So you could say to yourself, ah, here is an unhelpful comparison thought. 
or I just noticed I was comparing myself to so-and-so. Or perhaps my mind is doing that thing where it compares me to someone else. And this is my personal favourite. No, thank you, mind. I don't need your comparisons today. So moving on to strategy number four, choose what you do with the comparison. So once you know when you're comparing and you have more awareness of when and how you compare, you are in a position to choose what you do with it. So what are the choices? You can either take it on board, believe it to be true or not. After all, it is just a thought like any other and we can choose what thoughts we buy into based on whether they are helpful to us and whether they help us move forward towards the life that we want to live. Now, this is a key concept in acceptance and commitment therapy and the idea of diffusion, which is essentially the skill of stepping back and observing our thoughts so that they have less power over us and our actions. So on to number five, manage your inner critic. Now, when you don't feel good enough compared to other people, it is really easy to spiral into self-criticism and self-judgment. You know what it's like. You open that social media app. You see that the people that you're following living their best lives, you know, they're holidaying in some exotic faraway place or they're just effortlessly looking beautiful. Your inner critic can have a field day bombarding you with self-critical thoughts that only serve to lower your mood and negatively impact your self-esteem or your opinion of yourself. And as I said, it's really easy to go from one self-critical thought to another, to another, to another. And before you know it, you're feeling rubbish about yourself. So one way to deal with this is to adopt a mindset of managing your inner critic. So noticing when it shows up and stepping back from it. And remember, you don't need to engage with it or believe everything that it says about you. And I actually have a blog on managing your inner critic that I'll link in the show notes. So check that out. Number six is broaden the view of yourself. Now, one of the things that can happen when you're constantly comparing yourself and not feeling good enough or less than compared to other people is that your focus becomes very narrowed down onto your flaws or your imperfections or your limitations. And this is especially true if you have low self-esteem as you're likely to experience a lot of negative thoughts about yourself in general. So when our attention is narrowed in this way, we tend to discount other information that might challenge that negative view of ourselves. So for example, I don't know, winning a prize may be discounted in our minds as luck rather than actual ability. So my tip here is this, broaden out the view of yourself so that you can be more balanced in how you perceive yourself rather than entirely negative. And how can you do this? Well, it can be helpful to write down a list of things that you like about yourself 
or a list of your strengths or things that you feel that you are good at. Now, my guess is that if you have low self-esteem, that's going to be quite a challenge. And if you are finding it difficult, have a think about a trusted friend or family member and ask yourself, well, what would they say were my strengths? Put yourself in their shoes. What would they say? And lastly, in number seven, curate and limit your social media. Now, one thing to remember with social media is that you control how and when you use it. Again, like social comparison, it is an automatic habit. We get our phones out all over the place, don't we? And start scrolling. You know, we could be in a supermarket queue, we're on the bus, we're on our lunch breaks. The list could go on and on, but we're we're constantly getting our phones out and scrolling. And I'm actually all, always amazed when I go on public transport, when I'm on the tube in London. It doesn't matter what time of the day or what carriage I'm on. You can guarantee that at least 90% of people in that carriage are going to be looking at their phones scrolling. So if social media tends to trigger social comparison for you, and let's be honest, how can it not start limiting your time on it? And more importantly, curate your feed so that the posts that you're being exposed to positively impact your well-being and your mental health rather than negatively. And that brings us to the end of the episode today. Thank you for sticking with me. Do take a look at the free worksheet that I mentioned and the blog on managing your inner critic. I'll put the link in the show notes. Do tune in next time where I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be bringing in the therapy side of things and I'll be discussing questions to ask yourself if you're not sure about starting therapy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hello Therapy. If you found it helpful, don't forget to subscribe, follow and review. You can get more well-being and mental health tips by joining our email list and visiting the resources section of our website at harleyclinical.co.uk. The Hello Therapy podcast and the information provided by me, Dr. Liz White, is solely intended for information and educational purposes and does not constitute personalised advice. Please do reach out to your GP or a mental health professional if you need support. Until next time, take care of yourself.